재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Well, in South Korea, many young people have become increasingly frustrated over the high cost of education, soaring rent, and scarce jobs, among a plethora of other challenges. And they have coined this term known as hell chosen, basically describing the country as a place that is not desirable to be in. Uh, This is not a phenomenon strictly limited to South Koreans. Uh, of young people all over the world, in fact, are struggling with similar challenges. Uh, there has been a term coined the millennial generation, and we're going to get some analysis on that right now. We're very pleased to have joining us from Monash University, senior lecturer in sociology, Dr. Steve Roberts. Hello. Good evening. Good evening to you, sir. Uh, First, as far as this millennial generation is concerned, what are some of the significant social and economic challenges that they face, maybe in contrast to previous generations? Well, you outlined a couple of those yourself there, actually. Higher rates of unemployment, but also, interestingly, there's this concept of underemployment, where both there's a skills mismatch, where people who are educated to degree level are unable to get degree level jobs, but also the number of hours that people work, who want to work, they want to work longer than they're able to do. But then we've also got low paid employment, a polarization of jobs between um, what some economists call lovely and lousy jobs, an increase in precarious work, um, rising costs of education, expensive property prices, high private rents, lower wage returns, and so on, increasing reliance on what um, sometimes we call the bank of mum and dad. Mm. These are things that their parents' generation, the, the baby boomers, didn't necessarily have to um, contend with. Uh, and aside from those problems, and also at the risk of sounding like, I suppose, a grumpy old man, although most of these media articles are written by people maybe from a different generation, uh, they've been somewhat negatively portrayed as uh, as a collective, arrogant, lazy, entitled, narcissistic. Are those characterizations unfair? Um, I would say yes. Um, it's quite interesting. It's, it's not the only portrayal, we should say. There's some recognition that the, the journey to adulthood for contemporary young people is more precarious than it was for their parents' generation. But there is that is the dominant trope that you just described, self-pitying, entitled, and lazy. Um, but here's, here's the interesting thing, that young people, um, today's young people for me, are being subjected to the same talk that the baby boomers were subjected to as well. But the baby boomers seem to have forgotten. Um, they, they, they're coll- collectively suffering from a mix of nostalgia and amnesia. They seem to forget that their youth was similar in some ways. Mm. Uh, and they look back to rose-tinted glasses and they kind of think, oh, the youth of today, it wasn't like this when I was a youngster. But, of course, these, these discourses of um, you know, young people being worse than they've ever been uh, has been subject to uh, the subject of inquiry and um, uh, just what, what people say, basically, about young people for many, many generations. And In fact, through all the way back to ancient Greece and through to Shakespeare and through to every decade of the 1900s, there has been some concentration on young people being the harbingers of social and moral decay. This is a very normal thing in some ways. Right, and I suppose I would be classified as a member of the uh, Gen X generation. I I remember at that time uh, older people saying, oh, you kids are, you know, disgruntled, you're (laughs) cynical. Is this just simply a repeated pattern that we continue to see? And I suppose when millennials become uh, 40, 50, 60 years old, they're going to look at the younger generation and say the same things. Yeah, for sure. There's, there's definitely a sense of history repeating itself. That's not to say there aren't very significant and different challenges for each generation, but th- this trope of the, the contemporary young people always being worse than they've ever been 
is a historical fact. It's just something that comes up time and time again. And the, the best way to think about it, as you just described, that your, your own elders would, would have been describing you in the same way, but much for themselves in the 50s and 60s, that where ideas were, you know, of um, particular types of subculture or um, hippies or work shy or this kind of thing, deemed as a threat to society. Every group of young people suffers from this same kind of um, talk. And when we talk about, as you say, some of the uh, circumstances being different, these recent trends, and we see it all over in the Western world and in areas like in Korea and China, what have you, uh, this growing sense of inequality, uh, perhaps the breakdown of traditional gender roles. um, Would you say that they are going to have some pretty serious implications for how this uh, generation, I suppose, prospers going forward? There's two things to consider here. One is what you just described, and I think that's that's really important. The future looks slightly different for this contemporary generation, especially compared to the the, the baby boomer generation who were uh, growing up at a time where the economy was expanding. There was lots of room at the top, so this is a different situation. But also what's crucial for um, sociologists, at least, is that we, we understand that both sides of this generational divide, arguments on both sides of this generational divide, obscure significant divisions within generations so um you know the some people within each generation who will do okay and some people who will will struggle so then negotiate those challenges for their generation in very different ways so it's not as easy to say as this group will be better than this group like the older group will Mm. always be better than the young group there are divides within the generation that are really important to understand one aspect that may be considered perhaps a, a positive characterization is that uh, the image of a millennial being uh, very socially conscious, also very tech savvy. You often think of the uh, the coder generation, uh, people who are building these ex- exciting, vibrant new startups. Are are there actually, I suppose, or is there a school of thought that this millennial generation actually holds a lot of potential in terms of those uh, type of fields? Yeah, I, I would say so. Again, it, it's bifurcated in a way. Sometimes you'll hear that people are um, politically apathetic and they and they don't have, um, they're not engaged in social concerns, but the data tells us otherwise. People are very much engaged in, in social issues and um, almost as much as their adult counterparts. But basically, as you say, there's this discussion of young people being tech savvy and pointing to a bright future they are they are the future whether we like it or not and the, the, the signals are actually that given the opportunities that young people will do well and i think it's false to suggest otherwise as a on a final note then it is what we've been discussing the past 10 minutes pretty much much ado about nothing are there any things that need to be done to perhaps um uh, remove some of the barriers or try to uh, understand the generation better help help them succeed I think it's important to recognize the challenges that young people are facing in terms of unemployment, underemployment, and avoid this move to blaming individuals. So in sociology, it's a very, um, an old concept, but an idea that uh, unemployment for one person is a personal trouble. But at the, you know, at the level of 10% youth unemployment for South Korea, for example, that's a social problem, that's mm-hmm. a social issue. So we have to give um, some credit and acknowledgement of the issues that young people are facing and, um, yeah, and, and not be so harsh on them. And certainly, I suppose when we look forward uh, and perhaps um, take a sort of a 2020 hindsight view on these things uh, 15 to 20 years from now, uh, perhaps um, I suppose uh, we can say that uh, there was a lot of hand-wringing over a lot of this. Uh, we're going to have to leave it there, but Professor, uh, Dr. Steve Roberts, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Well, senior lecturer in sociology from Monash University, Dr. Steve Roberts.